Hi. I, uh, I wanted to think more deeply about creativity and lateral thinking, so it seemed worthwhile to have a conversation with Clayton Hester. His uh, regular newsletter, Laterally, is one of my favorites, and in what follows, we talk about and explore many of the topics that he has thought and written very deeply about. Uh, you can find his work at claytonjhester.com, and all links to everything we talk about, you'll find them in the description. Just so that I don't interrupt the conversation midway, I'm going to mention the channel sponsor now, but uh, if you'd like to skip ahead to the talk itself, you can just jump ahead to the time that I'm showing on the screen right now. This episode is sponsored by Hook Sounds. Uh, you'll know that at the center of many creative projects is the music, but uh, as someone who creates online content, I know how difficult it can be to find uh, really high quality music that's well produced, that doesn't belong to somebody else. And even in the worst case scenario, uh, your content can be demonetized or you can even have your content removed if you cross certain licensing boundaries. So to address this problem, Hook Sounds gives you access to a library of high quality, well-produced music. You can get everything from epic and serious to playful and fun, futuristic, lo-fi. Um, I could go on, but for just under $15 a month, you get access to a premium subscription which is going to give you access to all the songs, all the sound effects as well, and even intros and outros that you can use in your creative projects. There's no extra payments. The downloads are unlimited once you have that subscription, and the licenses are valid for life. And on top of that, there's new music being added regularly. So you have a ever-growing creative uh, library of music that you can use in your projects. If you use the link in the description of this video, I'll get a small commission on any purchases you make, just full disclosure. But you can also use the promo code DYLAN10, that's D-Y-L-A-N-1-0, DYLAN10, and then you get an extra 10% off on any subscriptions that you purchase. Any music you do here in this video is a Hook Sounds production, and if you want to check out that song in particular, I will add a link to that as well in the description of this video. Thank you very much to Hook Sounds for sponsoring this episode. And now we turn to my conversation with Clayton Hester. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. You on your website, you actually mentioned that you have three, three passions, uh, mm -hmm. writing, filmmaking, and then podcasting and conversations. And when I saw the conversation thing, I actually wanted to talk to you because I think of conversations kind of like an art um, that's that actually needs to be practiced. Yes. And I think if you look at conversations you had or I had five years ago compared to now, um, I could probably the thing I've learned the most is just that being a good communicator doesn't actually mean necessarily being a good speaker. It actually means being a good listener. Um, and so giving the other person the opportunity to share thoughts with you and most importantly, to be curious. So in that spirit, I'd like us to go into this conversation today. Um, and I just want to ask you, you write a lot about creativity, which means you're clearly someone who's thinking about it a lot more than the average Joe in your mind. 
in your opinion, what, what does it mean to be creative? Um, I think it has a lot to do with being able to see things differently in, 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 the, in the, well, in the, in, excuse me, in as far as you can then use that way of seeing things differently to imagine things differently. You know, I think there are some classical ideas of kind of what, um, you know, imagination was. And in some of them, it, you know, basically just imagining had to do with just simply being able to come up with that mental imagery. Mm. I think that um, that in relationship to kind of that classic idea of like fantasy, you know, so in the sense, reverie, daydreaming and things like that. If you, if you have that ability to, I suppose, imagine the world from a different perspective enough to um, then be able to have that sort of fantasy upon it that you can, you know, see some sort of solution, whether it's a business solution or whether it's an artistic piece that would, you know, be great on this, you know, sidewalk or something like that, or on this street corner or something like that, that would be, be able to capture something that is within, within you or, or distill down something that you feel needs to be said, something along those lines. Um, that's what I think creativity is about in the individual person. I think that it is really about um, also being able to not make snap judgments about yourself or about the ideas that you're coming up with. So if you, a lot of folks will be, you know, they'll, they'll think to themselves of, of something that um, they'd like to do or something that they think would be, you know, uh, that it were, you know, just, just like, oh, well, I'll never do that. You know, <laughs> they'll, they, they'll think to themselves and, um, think about some crazy idea. And it's like, there are too many variables involved to make that sort of thing happen, you know, and that, that could yeah. involve, like, like we say, business that could involve, you know, some sort of other creative exploit, whether it's, uh, you know, the book that they've wanted to put together um, or something along those lines or, or being able to, you know, maybe tell their family story or something along those lines in a, in a meaningful way or something along those lines. But, um, so it, it, it's, it involves also not ruling things out before you give them the chance to breathe, you know, because I think we do that too much of the time. We will stifle ideas and, you know, sure, we have to kind of come up with priorities, but I don't think that we need to allow our priorities to smother new ideas either, because, you know, if you, if you allow yourself to be taken away or carried away with it, um, then, you know, you may end up exactly where you, you know, daydream that you were hoping to be in that case. Yeah, it's almost like you, to be creative, you have to permit or allow creativity to just do its job and you have to try and get out of the way, right? Yeah. Um, and we're constantly getting in the way of ourselves <laughs> because we're telling ourselves, like you mentioned, all the different variables that come up. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so you said something in the beginning that I maybe want to touch on, which is when I asked you about creativity, one of the first things you mentioned was the imagination. So um, I, the word imagination has always been interesting to me because it's literally the image, the, the, the capacity within us to, to uh, I don't want to reduce it down to images, but to create maybe mental images. And I think some yeah. people, from what I've heard, some people think in images more than others. So perhaps that's why we think of autistic people 
uh, when I say autistic, I, you, you, you just, I, I, I picture a guy painting, right? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's that, that, that capacity to, to take something internal and in a sense ephemeral, immaterial, and to actually uh, incarnate it, to, to make it material, right? Mm -hmm. And do you think we all have that capacity? It just needs to be fostered? I tend to think so. I think that most things are learnable. I, I guess I have a fairly um, pliable view of, you know, our humanity here. And, you know, I think that uh, psychology tends to um, suggest that as well. I, you know, can't go into exactly the, 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 the details of that because I'm not really a psychologist. But uh, I, I would say it's just, it, it's interesting because I think that the, the, humans are resilient and I think in as much they are also, you know, pliable to themselves and self and capable of such self-development to, you know, whether it's, you know, they've, they've halfway thought about being a musician when they were younger and now it's something that they are actually beginning to um, take seriously. And it's like, oh, this is the, I see this through line all the way back to when I was a kid, you know, where I had, you know, always, always love the drums or something like that. And, you know, it's kind of like, now this is something where I never thought that this would be possible, but life being as organic and full as it is can provide us so many different opportunities to actually approach these different dreams and, and maybe even whims that <laughs> we have, because certainly I've chased some several whims, you know, and uh, it, uh, and that they can be as, as gratifying in terms of just, you know, actually, you know, having tried something and, and having uh, and having dabbled in something, because I think that those inform a lot of other things, because the different learning experiences all kind of cross pollinate um, so they can provide inspiration well outside their particular box that you try to fit them into. But it all of that in mind, I think, yeah, I think that um, I think that people have a ton of um, potential in terms of just allowing themselves to to approach something i think that i think that probably is the, the biggest thing is whether or not we feel as though we've been pigeonholed i think it's the self-concept thing it's probably a mental thing more than it is um a problem of um actually being able to store that memory you know memory is something that is much more vast than we think of even though we forget so much and, and, and the like, and perhaps misconstrue so much in our own memories, but um, it uh, it's capable of remembering quite a lot. And certainly we don't have time to, to necessarily be like the perfect Renaissance man or woman um, yeah. having mastered all of the skills as much as we'd like to. And as much as I, I guess I try to here and there, but, <laughs> um, but no, I think that, uh, I think we all have a lot of flexibility and, and room that we can grow into. Yeah, um, I agree. I think I think it's sad when someone thinks that they can't learn how to paint or they can't learn how to play an instrument. I think oftentimes um, you learn to paint or you learn to play an instrument so that you can express your creativity. So it's it's more of a... I mean, when you're learning the guitar, for example, you're really learning... Uh, you're embedding things within your muscle memory so that eventually at some point you don't have to think about how to play the guitar. So the guitar kind of just becomes 
um, the, the thing that you use to interface with your imagination. And uh, un- unfortunately, I think people, okay, guitars, you, you kind of just have to learn it, I guess. You can't just pick up a, some strings and start hitting them and expect there to be, you know, great, great sounds. But uh, there's other things that I think you, you don't necessarily need to develop um, the the mechanical skills before you can get started. I think you can just get started and the mechanical skills will develop as a consequence. So it's like you don't, you don't um, uh, wait till the iron's hot before you strike it. You actually make it hot by striking it. And I think of writing like that. Like when I sit back and think of my writing, I think I'm a terror. I think I'm a terrible writer. Um, but then when I actually am writing and I hit this flow, I think, man, I'm really, really loving this. And it's like you, your first sent with each sentence, you almost get better. And I think it's the willingness to, it's the willingness to be bad at something until you're good at it, which comes back to the, the kind of patience with yourself and the, and the the willingness to allow yourself to be creative, even if it sounds bad or if it looks bad, or um, all of these point, all of these kind of all these various factors we're talking about, kind of point in the same direction. Which is, um, in some ways, you have the creativity, but you just have to learn how to express it. Um, and I think writing is probably easy to learn but hard to master. So maybe I could just ask you a little bit about that. You write a lot. Um, I get one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because I get a lot of emails from your blog, which I really enjoy. Thank and you actually wrote one on your Substack blog recently, um, talking about the topic of play. Yeah. And I think it's Thursday theses you do, Thursday yeah. thesis, um, mm-hmm. which is such a cool idea. Um, do you do you do you assign? days to specific goals because you find it helps you stick to a routine or is it kind of just on a whim so i do actually um all of most most everything that i do except for now the creativity news that i've started trying to do where i try to summarize different you know headlines that are going on um throughout the world whether it's business arts etc um i try to this basically I, I, I schedule everything ahead of time. So usually I will be scheduled like three months in advance to have like everything set up to go because before I have ever started the blog, um, the newsletter, I had everything set up for the month to go. And, and then, you know, the next couple of months, Substack will let you like do it for about three months. And Anyway, I'm actually falling behind right now. I've got like the month of January to catch up on. Because... Wow. <laughs> so, um, so that's going to be a, a struggle here one of these days when I can actually sit down and do it. But I, I keep myself um, charted out ahead of time so that I have everything um, all kind of, you know, squared away so I don't have to like in the spur of the moment go after it. That being said, I did have a period of time where I would, basically sit down in order to catch up. Um, and I'll probably have to go into this catch up mode again, where I, you know, write just, <sighs> I try to write, you know, uh, I don't know that I, sometimes I accomplish this. I, I don't, I think it was probably only a few instances I accomplish it. I try to get myself to write six articles or something like that. And that it wow. spell or something like that, but it, it, it whether or not that those were actually good or whether they were actually like lengthy and exhaustive, that's a whole nother question. But, um, you know, I, 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 I did 
try to challenge myself in that way. Um, nowadays, I just try to to get you know like two or three to get <laughs> get out in order to actually get get some sort of headway made in terms of keeping up with the the Substack. Because if I were writing it, you know, week to week, oh gosh, that would be a a terrible disaster because of my lack of consistency, really. Um, and, you know, and, and and the most consistent thing has just been blocking out a night of the week, Wednesday nights, really, although not this week for some reason or another, um, uh, that uh, I, I would just sit down and, and basically try to, to generate as much writing as I could about this and that, and, you know, and you get into the flow, kind of like you said, and that, you know, and you get into to that kind of state. It's not, that doesn't always happen, but you know, thanks be whenever it, <laughs> it does, because um, man, that uh, that certainly helps. But yeah, yeah. Well, um, is writing the main way that you find you express your creativity, or is it the main way you get your ideas out into the world? Um, I think so in a lot of ways. Uh, it it's it's a it's kind of something I'm figuring out. You know, I I dabble in a lot of different arts. Um, to, you know, because I, I just find that so, um, I think just, it's it's a really refreshing thing to be able to dabble in, in so many different um, things and not necessarily put yourself under a whole lot of pressure to, to learn it perfectly or to learn it now, you know, as opposed to, you know, say maybe, maybe by the time I have you know, children, grandchildren, I'll be able to play the fiddle or something like that, which has been <laughs> something I, I'm a interested bad, in. What a bad goal. Doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I did get uh, a, a mountain dulcimer uh, recently. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. but I have, uh, I have no idea what that is. So I think it's pretty much, it, it's basically our, um, I, I think it's pretty much American grown, but it, it, yeah, it's it's just this this lap instrument. And anyway, I got one of those from a friend and it's this okay. beautiful, and I, I never knew that I'd be fascinated as much by this as I did, but, you know, I've just been so engrossed with it. And that's speaking to some of that about, you know, not hemming ourselves in too much. I think it's just kind of like whenever you you come across a new fascination. It's always good to just let yourself be caught up in it. I, I, you know, it's kind of that tension that I have to balance out to, to, to find a happy medium between, you know, letting myself get carried away by something new on a daily basis and actually trying to meet some of the goals that I have. <laughs> but, um, you know, I yeah. think that that's probably, probably part of the, the dynamic of the, the play element that I was writing about in there. It's just, um, you know, picking up something new and and just playing around with it and seeing what it inspires you to do or what makes you think about and how that could be applied elsewhere or yeah. perhaps if you wanted to keep pursuing this. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and writing allows so much of the time, it allows me to, um, you know, explore things that I otherwise would not necessarily be able to do. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, these these kind of passing whims that I have on a day to day basis that otherwise I might just, you know, let fly away. I now can just write as a, a note and be like, hey, we need to write a, a new article about, oh, this or that, you know, about um, what, what, what was one of those recent ones? Uh, oh, I don't remember exactly, but there was that one recently I enjoyed about hypnosis that uh, has been one of my <laughs> hypnosis and whether it unleashes a natural talent or something like that. 
Um, I remember but, uh, that one, yeah. And and the one about, I think the most recent one was about, can you hear all the sounds at once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, that website about all of the, basically breaks down all the different genres into, you know, to try to crystallize them into something specific so you can search through them. And it it's absolutely insane. I love it so much. But yeah, yeah. So, so a little bit of depth and breadth in terms of <laughs> what gets covered, but, uh, um, but no, it's, uh, writing, writing has become a major way of, of allowing me to express myself. And I think within the creator economy, it's, it's the starting point for different creative things that I want to do, because I want to get people acquainted with my particular vision, um, in order to help build up an audience, you know, as I think we're all, all trying to do and uh, trying to reach people. Um, and eventually the, the goal is to do more film. And I, I absolutely love that medium because it's such a confluence of so many different things because it's, mm. it's acting, it's visual art, it's, it's music, it's, you know, it's all of those different things combined and I absolutely love it. Um, and so one of these days that'll be as, as I kind of, you know, build things up that's the that's the goal and so the goal now is kind of to to get that audience going that gets acquainted with me and my particular style and so i can um also have something whenever i have these different art projects i have a group of people to deliver them to and you know i, I write about on different days like the lateral saturdays post where i <laughs> not always but oftentimes whenever i have some sort of project going on i'll kind of think through it with them kind of like I wrote one early on that's probably been my most read was about uh, can you write a novel on Instagram or something like that? You know, it's like, can I can I just take this very unconventional way of sharing my content, um, my my art to the followers that I've got on Instagram and hope maybe get them to attract to this this particular area, this particular focus um, in my particular account to to you know generate some of that interest and you know it's kind of giving giving away your art for free in a sense but also it's you know if that is an exchange for um having that audience built up and continuously growing that's that's a worthwhile trade i think in a lot of cases but yeah yeah i think of it as like a it might i don't know i don't think of it as a as a loss giving your things away for free or creating something positive because you do attract people who are interested in the same things and if you have 100 people that watch it and 99 of them aren't interested, but one guy is interested, um, you'll, you'll find that there are people out there who are as interested in that same thing as you. And there's no one else making that kind of content. So they instantly feel a connection to you. And um, then you have a, a fan, right? And they want to see what you create and they want to share it with other people. And, and that will continue to grow. And I think I, I read somewhere that you really only need a thousand true fans, like a thousand people yeah. that really love what you make. And uh, from there on, uh, you've you've basically got a community. And it's easy for us to compare ourselves to these guys who have, you know, 100,000, 200,000 uh, uh, followers. But it's it's really about the, the quality of the community as opposed to the quantity. Um, you know, you, you touched on worms a little bit earlier. I've always been somebody who gets very obsessed with a specific thing or even a specific person. Um, I had a Stephen Fry, believe it or not, like obsession when I was in high school and I was just reading all of his books and I was watching all of his old TV shows. And um, 
And, uh, well, you know, in, in high school, I, I didn't really have a personality. I was kind of a mishmash of different people at different times, depending on what seemed to make the most sense. Um, so I adopted a lot of the way I saw the world was very influenced by people that I would go through deep interest mm -hmm. in. And the word obsession might be a bit strong, but I was very passionate about different things. And the issue was always um, the tension you mentioned between, you know, focusing on what you know is important and might have been a very passionate whim a week ago um, and you want to maintain versus letting yourself be carried away by the current whim or the current thing that's that's pulling at you, right? Although I do think there are some whims that that stick. And I think those are the ones you kind of have to lean on because they, they stick for a reason, right? Um, I got really obsessed with playing the guitar when I was in high school. And it's been, uh, I think, over 10 years now. And I still, I still love it. And I think it's because it's endless. There's no, <laughs> there's no point at which you think, okay, uh, I've learned enough. I'm at the level now where I can quit. There's always another style, another technique, another motor skill you can develop. Um, and I think of writing in the same way. I don't think, I think writing is in a sense endless that uh, it's always difficult, but it's, it's eternally gratifying. I'm, I'm curious what you think. I'll sometimes write something and as I write it, I think this is, this is no good. And then I'll, I'll reread it later and I'll think, man, how, where did this come from? Right. Where did this yeah. idea come from? And I, I sometimes think of it almost like a random number generator, just throwing out, but as opposed to numbers, it's ideas. And sometimes you'll make a connection that you that you would not have made if you were just sitting and and thinking to yourself. Yes. And um, I don't know about you, um, but I'm quite extroverted. Uh, in my professional career, I I work as as effectively a lecturer, so I, I teach and I train people, um, and I think out loud. So my wife is the complete opposite. If I ask her a question, you know, what should we what should we eat for dinner? She'll sit and she'll think had this yesterday we had that i'll say okay well we we did this yesterday we had that last week and i i think verbally i think in words i think out loud so writing i don't actually know what i think until i put it on paper it's like formalized yeah. thinking what do you think of that do you do you find um writing helps you be more sane if i could put it bluntly <laughs> i think so i think so and i i think i forget where it's from but i heard a, a quotation about um, how do I know what I think till I see what I say or something like that. And, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that to me is like, that's, that's the, the art of com conversation there. And, and as well as I think in a lot of ways, the art of, of writing um, because yeah, it's, it becomes a way to crystallize a way to, to draw the connections points and the lines between the dots and to bring the broader picture into focus. Um, and so, yeah, for me, it it becomes a way to sit down with a lot of different things that have been going through my mind, a lot of different interests, and and kind of you know, bring it all into into focus. Um, and you know, for me, it's it's kind of like, well, I'll, I may any given day have this sudden rush of energy to actually like sit down and start writing like a like a, you know, a short play or something, a one act play or something like that. You know, sometimes, sometimes that I'm so moved by, by, by something that's going on in life. It's like, I, you know, it's like now is the time 
for me to you know write something literary or something uh, for stage or you know it's like I, I, I it's kind of one of those spur of the moment type things because that's the way you know I guess that you get the sense that you could jump into flow all of a sudden um, but um, it is a it's a lot of a lot of being being able to digest and being able to you know to to dig into your thoughts and and like you said it's 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 something where i think when it comes to our intellectual memories and our memories of specific ideas and maybe i don't know if if like the term meta memory or something like this would apply but it, it, it when it comes to remembering these you know observations these more abstract ideas you know sometimes they roll around with us and they stay with us um but a lot of the times you know there you you see something fresh because you forget that you you know you planted it there you you, you put it into writing and so that's a lot of the time whenever i have some sort of new story idea or a new article idea i, I if there's something connected to it i want to get it down there on you know a blank sheet or blank note as 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 much as possible because i don't i don't want to lose the specific vibe of it i don't want to lose the specific feeling that i i have with it um and and the kind of different pieces that are coming together into focus with it because those I think are easily forgotten, and sometimes they can be uncovered. That there's kind of like a, I guess, a mental archaeology that sometimes you do, um, and and sometimes mm -hmm. you stumble back onto the things that have gotten, gotten dusted over um, within your own mind whenever you set out to write. It's like, oh yes, that's that's what I had in mind. That's that's the missing piece that I was going to use. Um, but no, and, and writing I think is is a really good thing you know for the for the psyche for the soul um for the mind to be able to have this way of you know i, I suppose kind of a kind of i mean it it's a monologuing um but in a lot of ways uh most monologuing i suppose in a sense is dialoguing but it, it, with oneself I, <laughs> yeah um and and so that that, that allows for an opportunity a, a little bit of that uh Art of conversation with the blank page. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you actually in that uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but in that article on play, mm -hmm. you actually say the following. You write, "It is my central thesis here that play is exercise." Sorry, quote: "It is my central thesis here that play is exercise for intuition, tapping us into an instinct for creativity." play comes about as we suspend our judgment which is an important part of finding creative ideas and i really love this line that you wrote you say the muscle memory of our imagination atrophies when we do not exercise as we should so play is actually a form of sorry end quote play is actually a form of um exercising our imagination and you know when i was reading that i i used to be really into another Another person I was really obsessed with was, uh, I don't know what you would call him. I'm just going to say philosopher, Alan Watts. And he he had an interesting point, which is that play, we tend to think of play as something trivial. So like, mm -hmm. I'm, just, I'm just playing. But it's not trivial when you go and watch the play Macbeth. 
because it's it's discussing very deep uh, elements of the human experience, and it's not trivial when someone plays Mozart, right? So play, play can be play has many levels, and you can kind of play like I my daughter's now. Uh, seven months old so i'll sit and play with her and we're literally just stacking cups and you know she's she's loving that but she's through that play she's learning things about the environment and i don't think that ever stops i think even as an adult when we play even though it might be on higher levels it might be playing an instrument it might be playing through the form of writing it might be playing through the form of doing art you're still learning things about the environment and about yourself in the same way that you know a seven-year-old baby <laughs> learns through play with their environment um and i would just see i would just use that as kind of a jumping off point to talk about something i've been noticing which is i don't know if it's if it's just me i don't know if it's just the people i'm around i don't know if it's my specific bubble but people seem to be busier these days than when I was younger. And it's always tricky to say that because you don't know if it's just because you were younger and you weren't worried about the things they worried about that you worry about now. Um, but even when I speak to, to, you know, my elders, they'll tell me the same thing. They'll say, yeah, people are so busy that we actually schedule play. Um, so yeah. we we even turn play into a, into a into a thing we have to we have to schedule right we turn it in, um and i can't just play i have to have an app on my phone that tracks how many times this week i played so i can get the statistics and i can see okay i i i met my weekly habit count of play um do you find that as well do you feel like people just don't take play seriously enough uh I think so. And I, I would add just as far as the observation that everyone's busier. And I think this goes with it is that um, it's interesting because my I, I speak to my great grandmother whenever I get the chance. I'm blessed to still have her. Uh, um, and it, and she will, you know, I'll say something about how time is moving along and how it's it's going so fast. And um, and she'll make some sort of, you know, like observation that it seems like, you know, when she was younger, that younger people did not pay much attention to how fast time was moving along as much as they they do now and so that's that's interesting to me because it seems as though that may be a symptom of our our busyness as, as we continue to have i guess these these ridiculously overpacked and overscheduled you know kind of days and part of that does give me you know kind of that that rush but also it, it's one of those things where you got to make time for um those 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 important things like like play um and no i i think that those i think that it it certainly belongs within our schedule you know adam grant is this organiza organizational psychologist and he wrote a wonderful book called originals that i'm reading now um but he will also talk about how uh play you know belongs within within the framework of our you know daily lives within within the schedule of our weeks um and, and it's something that needs to be a factor it needs to be something that we can um include within our daily um or you know weekly framework but it, it it's 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 
Yeah, it is kind of a, a strange thing that it has to be forced within the, the structure of, uh, of all of the other things that we have going on. For me, anyway, um, I, I feel as though I don't do well scheduling play and that, so I, 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 and I, I guess I'm just, you know, it's, it's kind of a strange thing for me to, to talk about right now, but apparently I've been diagnosed with ADD. And so it's kind of like my, usually for me, it's whenever I get the, in, in the like, oh, you know what, I could paint something right now. And so I'll just go in, in it. So it's less about having it scheduled into it. It's more about me, you know, going off on a, a, a whim, I guess, to chase something new. And, and so that, that, that usually play does get worked into my schedule, whether or not it's at the expense of something else, you know, something that is loosely incorporated into my schedule that uh, I suppose I could be doing other times. But uh, mm. um, it's, it's, it's something where I, you know, I, it, I, I love to chase those rabbits. And so it, <laughs> I end up, uh, uh, you know, either, you know, practicing an instrument for a little bit of time or something like that. So, um, you know, I think, I think even if it means just kind of like dropping things and chasing those whims, that that's, that is good for, good for you in a lot of ways. It, you know, may not mean the most productivity, but in a, in a kind of organic sense, in a sense of, you know, helping yourself to, I suppose, kind of grow and, and to, to nourish that, uh, that desire for um, play and the like. It, uh, it certainly, it certainly is beneficial. Yeah. Maybe we should just um, focus on that word play itself a little bit, just to clarify maybe what we mean to each other. Cause sure. to me, to me, play is like something that you do for no other sake than the act itself. So yeah. if I play a game of chess with you, um, mm -hmm. I might be playing the game to win, but that's mm -hmm. just a consequence of the structure of the game. There needs to be a winner and a loser in order to play the game, right? But yeah. beyond that, uh, we're not playing it for some higher reason other than to just spend that time. And it's also like, if I could quote Alan Watts again, uh, you don't listen to a song to get to the end of the song. The point of the song yeah. is not at the end of it, right? Otherwise, the best orchestras would be the ones that played the fastest. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And also when you dance, you don't dance. The point of the dance is not to get to the end of the dance. Uh, you, you, In each moment of the dance, you are at the point of the dance. And I think of play that way. And I think um, even, you know, I, I often find it funny what's happened with meditation now where, you know, like, you 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 meditate in order to just observe your mind and uh, you you maybe meditate in order to just allow yourself to get away from the monkey mind that's constantly telling you what to do and it's it's almost like we 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 uh, have habit trackers tracking our, our our time doing these things that are meant to get us away from the fact that we're so obsessively keeping track of everything and it's on that that I wanted to come back to what you said earlier about what your what your great grandmother said, uh, you know, we're more aware of time now in a sense. Maybe people have always been, you know, busy. I mean, I'm sure people have always had things to do. That's that's not new. But I think in some ways we're more, maybe for the worse, we're more conscious of time now, and we're we're aware of our day. In a, I I think if I could just be a little bit grandiose for a second, I think people are 
more aware of they're more they're, we're more fearful of our mortality in a sense and so we're, we're really scared that we don't maximize our time and do what we can in the short time we have and i think we're so bombarded by statistics and death and news and everything that we just we're constantly worried that oh my goodness i you know and especially with the lockdown now people i think are in some ways trying to maximize every second and so anything that feels like any free time they have they've got to use it as as quickly as they can um yeah. i'm really just thinking out loud and speculating but i think yeah. a lot of it has to do with our fear of wasting time and so we fill it with as much as we can and as a consequence we we just experience everything as too busy yeah I bet I, I believe that you're probably onto something there. Is that the the paradox of it all is that it uh, the more that we get busy, then we the more that we uh, see that time slipping away. I don't know. It's it's it. I guess it's it's one of those things where the the tighter that you clasp it, the more it is it's, it runs through your fingers and the like. You know. So I don't know. It uh, time time is one of those things to me. It uh, so much of it when we talk about it slipping away or talk about it, you know, running by it, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things that it's like, it, you know, growing up and seeing it move faster and faster. It's like, I, thinking back, you know, and all, all the, because my life, you know, having just, you know, 23 years on this planet and everything, it seems, seems very full in, in, a, with regards to, you know, I've never traveled the world. I've never, you know, really i've only gone a few different times outside of missouri and uh, you know so maybe people are, <laughs> wonder who is this guy to to talk about you know the the world of this this world of great possibilities but it you know i think of it um as you know it, within the time span that you have there's already so much that you've lived through and and the like but now now as you're getting older that things are moving faster and and faster and it's kind of well, that existential uh, uh, kind of dread that we don't like, I, I guess. <laughs> Instead, the, the existential delight would be uh, or <laughs> uh, Well, yeah, I mean, that is it, right? Just, um, yeah. I guess it's, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. It's a bit no, you're good. with Okay. So um, it is, it is kind of, you get to choose how you view it, I think. Um, yeah. It can be sad that you have X amount of years or you can be grateful that you have X amount of years. Really? You think, man, I'm glad I I'm glad I got this many years to go, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm glad I got to be the, be here this long. And uh, the things you do get to see, and uh, there's, uh, in some sense, there's, uh, all of life can be found in another person, in a simple conversation with another person. Um, I don't necessarily need to visit the peaks of the mountains of Taiwan to fully live life. I might find much more meaning in a conversation at a local deli with someone that I care about. Um, now, that doesn't mean that you can't or you shouldn't do both, um, but it just means that you, I don't think you want to view life as a checklist. And I think yeah. maybe, uh, you know, I've often heard people talk about a bucket list but i'll be honest i don't really have one it's more of an expression but i feel like this these days maybe people do have an unconscious bucket list of things that they feel they need to do um otherwise they'll feel that they didn't maximize their time and uh i also think it, to be honest with you i think it goes back to how you view 
life and how you view death. And uh, if you if you see de- if you see death as the end, then man, you got you got to maximize <laughs> everything mm-hmm. you can every second because you've got there's nothing else, right? Um, then again, if you view if you view life as a mystery and you view life and you view death as a mystery, then uh, there's a certain sense of excitement and I think even hope that can come to the time you have here. And uh, you might not understand it or have all the reasons, or you might not agree with why how other people view that time. But I think at the very least, um, I think I think I think you'd have to be really. I don't know. I think I think it'd be very difficult to say that it's not a mystery. Um, to not be curious about the fact that we're here at all, and I think it's from that wonder that all the all the joy, all the delight, all the philosophy, philosophy one is, the, is in many ways the beginning of philosophy, um, and all the, the desire to be creative, the desire to pursue things, that, that all comes from this, this uh, appreciation for the fact that, wow, I'm, I'm here now, uh, and uh, let, me, let me grasp this moment fully, regardless of how long I'm here. So, I went on a little bit of a rant there. <laughs> but no, me, yeah. Yeah. That's me, good yeah. stuff. No, I absolutely, I love it. I love it. I do. No, I had begun to kind of ramble aimlessly there. And so it was good. To, no, I think that that is um, a good way to, yeah, I think, uh, look at that. And I, I will say, um, you know, listening to your stuff before, I think has really had an impact in terms of how, you know, when it comes to me thinking about viewpoints and the like, and and thinking about um, uh, thinking about how these different vantage points that we have of seeing the world and its mysteriousness, um, and that that probably is one of the major impacts in terms of me thinking about you know how to then reorient and think about because I'm trying to think of which one it would have been. I want to say it would have been your interview with uh, the Church of the Eternal uh, Logos. Uh, David. Uh, yeah. David, uh, yeah, because, I, I, yeah, one of them, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like the, just talking about like the mysticism of it and everything like that because it uh, it really, to me, had a lot of, I don't know, a lot of interesting things to stew around on. And I think that when I talked about the the altered states of consciousness in that one post, I think I was thinking about uh, some of those similar topics that I think uh, you all have had discussed on, on there, and and you know, and I think that some of the examples I cite in there also come back to that because I I think it's kind of like we we get into these different ways of experiencing that mystery and therefore being able to to pivot, um, you know, whether it's meditating or whether it's just ha- doing something exhilarating like a roller coaster ride or. Or doing something, you know, like I, I, I'm fascinated by the whirling dervishes, um, you know, in in Turkey and within the uh, the Sufism tradition, um, and so it's kind of like um, it is, it's it's I don't know that just these these different states that uh, I suppose you experience in order to 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 see the world differently or to kind of just you know remind us of, of the that we often are in this mundane perspective and that it is, there's just so much 
flexibility and so many different directions and and levels to which we can experience the the present reality so i don't know yeah well um everything you just said is i agree i mean the 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 propensity in life to become jaded i think is when we almost think too small um and we we kind of get closed in in us we close ourselves in by ourselves so you yeah. get kind of cornered by yourself and then you kind of think that just because you don't know uh because you're not curious you start to think that the world is a boring place um mm -hmm. when in reality uh the world is i'll quote mckenna i think he said that the world is not a stranger than we think the world is stranger than we can think and I, <laughs> I think i think if you i think people people react to that in different ways right i think some people think about that and they do feel fear and they i think they do feel anxiety and i think when they think about the mystery of life they actually maybe even panic a little bit <laughs> um but i think other people i think if they if they presume or they view the world as fundamentally it's difficult to talk about this without using religious language, right? It's very difficult to not use religious language. But if if they if they view the world as a place uh, where good things can happen and there's a propensity for good, and mm -hmm. uh, there's almost a redemptive nature to reality, I think then the mystery of life is exciting. But if you view the world as fundamentally, violent and fundamentally evil and fundamentally yeah. bad then the mystery of life can be terrifying yeah. and um so i think it's even before you before you consider the mystery you've got to take a step back and look at those presuppositions you're bringing into that question already yeah. it's like well do i see the world as a place where beauty exists where joy exists where love exists or do i see it as are all these things just uh, delusions that i tell myself and I think you can, um, Chesterton had this great line. He said, um, um, really all thought should be allowed, but there's one thought that actually ends thought, which is the thought that thoughts are meaningless. And if you think that, then you really can't go much further. Um, mm -hmm. And if you feel that you're completely convinced about why everything happens and you have a complete uh, understanding of why everything happens. Well, the most certain person you're ever going to meet is the man in the insane asylum. He has a reason for absolutely everything. He knows exactly why everything happens, the way it happens. Uh, he's got a story. Every person is in on this. Gr and I don't just mean a specific cabal of people in government, right? I mean, this guy believes literally everyone they have a motive and he can give you that motive. And he he's so certain. And it's, Chesterton says, you know, he's not insane because he's lost his reason. He's insane because all he has left is reason. <laughs> he just has, that's all he has left. He has no mystery. He has no imagination. He has no propensity to look up and just wonder. And it's like the guy who thinks, who claims to be God. It's like, well, um, who, who thinks everybody's focused on him. It's like, well, when you walk down the street, um, if you think everyone's focused on you, you're never going to be interested in other people. 
you're living in this little prison of your own universe and you're yeah. the God. And, and, the, and I think Chesterton says, what a sorry God you are. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you are, you are the creator of the universe and we have to worship you. Um, and so I, I say all of this just to kind of bring back to this point that mystery is essential. I think it's essential to, to, uh, to sanity. And I think mm -hmm. that an expression of that mystery of the world, of that openness to reality, I think an expression of that, to bring it all the way back, is play. Play, yeah. doing something for its own sake, is just an understanding that, you know what, I actually don't know everything, and but I'm I'm really going to enjoy this painting. <laughs> and I'm really going to enjoy this this article. And the, the, the one person that impacts, that's enough. Yeah. Um, so... So I'd like to ask you, um, if you don't mind, on your website, and I really love this, you have a page titled The Creative Thinker's Library. Yeah. And you have nine books which you recommend people check out for creativity. And mm -hmm. instead of instead of going through all nine, if if I could only read one, or if a person could only read one, just to kind of start off with, what book would, would you recommend in terms of just an introduction to creative thinking? Oh, gosh. Um, that is a great question. But the one that I guess I've been almost evangelistic about that I, <laughs> I recommend so often, and I think it has to do with very much this this play topic that we've been discussing, is it's called Range by David Epstein. It's about how generalists triumph in a specialized world. And so... Um, Really, what he's after, you know, are are people that have, you know, the kind of like low key Renaissance people, you know, Renaissance men and women, and um, how you know Van Gogh took basically forever to actually find his thing, you know, the thing that would make him, you know, famous Van that Gogh. would make him Van Gogh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, um, he would um he would take forever to do that but you know he he was you know a priest he, he and uh he he you know uh spread the gospel to i believe like minors um and and oh. the like and so that um that took <laughs> that took some some time and you know later in life it would he would actually you know get around to to painting um he'd been discouraged from painting even though it had been there there were the through lines of it throughout life and the through lines of life are interesting because it's like um, whenever I think of, you know, I look to these, these filmmakers and, and, and the like, and it's like, you know, the Coen brothers have been doing this since they were, they were kids, the, you know, or Spielberg was doing this when he was, you know, <laughs> a kid. Um, and, and so it's kind of like, huh, it's like, well, I don't have that as far as the filmmaking side of things. I've had that as far as the writing side of things. Um, and, you know, I think still, if you look back and, you know, if you if you look back at different things where you think about say like well i mentioned like the fiddle which i've always had a love for and have always wanted to try to figure out it's like hey maybe this is actually that time where we we find that thread and kind of complete it in life i don't know i don't know if life is you know supposed to be like that that set up and pay off or that like like oh we're getting back to this theme this 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 idea is coming back around or something in the the story of life because the the medium of life is a much different way um, of telling a story than like the novel or the biography. It's like just the abstraction of 
putting life on a page already you know you've 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 got so many sacrifices to make whenever it comes to that and so i guess that the the ideal medium to tell a life is the lifetime and the, the human person is the, <laughs> the channel for that um so i guess that there, that is the it has to be left to the divine in a lot of ways but anyway that's a that's a whole side tangent but um no uh i think i think fundamentally it uh it it's the question within range of when you begin, you know, and you, you may dabble in an area or explore an area and it may take forever for you to um, actually find your thing. You, you've accumulated all of these different pieces and parts that you, you've got now in your toolkit. Mm. And those all in all form kind of your edge. They, they form your, your strength and your, your unique perspective and your unique, unique approach. Um, and so, yeah, range is full of great stuff like that. It also, you know, it it encourages amateurs, you know, people that that have a love for something but may not have the best, you know, insider expertise. You know, you've got that outsider-insider dynamic, you know, the outsider, because he's not as deep in the weeds looking at, you know, I guess to expand on the metaphor, uh, to, he's not in the weeds looking directly at the bugs. He's, you know, he's above it and, you know, he may be able to give you his top-down approach um, and 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 the like, and so there's there's a way of there's a way of approaching um, things through sometimes a sort of naive perspective. Um, mm. it, it really it really just opens you up, I think, to a lot more um, a lot more willingness, I think, to uh, perhaps you know take a, a rough edge as opposed to the one that's been you know um completely sharpened by whether it's you know your own formal education or having that insider perspective or something like that but having that outsider you know disruptive uh kind of kind of edge i think yeah i think that it that's it is the the disruption and and hopefully then kind of the constructiveness that comes from having a little bit of a um, kind of a cross application of things, which is really what lateral thinking is is all about in a lot of ways. I I, I was going to ask you about lateral thinking, but before I do, I, I I wanted to just touch on something you said, which is how when you, you you said something about how when you have to put life on the page, you have to make a lot of sacrifices, and that made me think of. Well, what what I think you mean, and you'll just tell me if if I'm wrong or where I'm wrong. Um, what I think you mean is that when you tell a story, it's an it's a highly condensed and distilled abstraction of everyday life, right? It's it's the most mm -hmm. interesting aspect. So the moment you start telling that story, you don't mention the 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 fact that the pillow was cold at night and they had to flip it over and they yeah <laughs> they couldn't get to sleep and they had to go to the bathroom and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so. And life in many ways has this, life is in a sense a story and stories are condensations of this much bigger story. But we tend to think of the main story as quite boring because we've got all these extra bits that we have to do. And uh, I, to be honest, I've actually forgotten the point I was going to make. But is that is that what you what you meant by sacrifices? After right. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I think that different groups, I believe the modernists tried to explore some of this to try to you know 
put it all into, you know, whether it's a single day or something and all the thoughts that occur to you along the way in that single day. Um, it's, 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 it's difficult because I couldn't imagine sitting down to, you know, like if, and I, I don't know that I, you know, we'll see if I do anything that's worth an autobiography, but if, you know, I've thought about, you know, sitting down to, to tell my own story or something like that. Um, and, and all of the different things from falling off the hay bale wagon at the, you know, a very, at the, oh, how old was I? I don't know. I just, but uh, to, I think that, you know, it's like, it seems like it's, it's very easy to like graft onto a specific set of events um, that become formative. It, you know, the origin stories that we create for like fictional characters um, would require a lot more complexity and uh, I don't know, a lot more humanity in a lot of ways, I think for, than for our, you know, our characters, you know, I, I like, I, I've, I feel like I talk so much about Orson Welles these days, but you know, my obsession with Citizen Kane lately is, you know, kind of like, um, well, th this character seems so fully realized in, in the sense that he is, you know, he's got all of these, these different complexities. He's got wealth, but he doesn't have what he wants. He, he struggles with love because he never really had gotten much of that. You know, he's, he's got all these different things happening from a lot of different angles. And in, in a sense that because of how much of the, the story itself is really, the narrative is hinged on exploring the character. It, it is, I don't know, it might be fair to call it modernist in that sense. I, I don't know how much, how it seems difficult to define those different terms like that and certainly kind of dangerous perhaps to use them <laughs> in that case. Um, but um, you, 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 you get these different elements which you begin to kind of try and think about these different things. Um, and, you know, talk about my great grandmother again, I asked her something like that. And, uh, and, you know, it's like, do you remember what your first memory would have been? And, you know, it's like, well, you, you can come up with so many different answers to that. And like, I couldn't even remember that. And, you know, she's 96. And so it's like, <laughs> you, 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 she's like trying to think of that. It's like, um, it's like you ask somebody a hard question and you know, it's going to be hard, but, um, it'd be hard for me. Um, but you know, it, it, you, you think about these different things and how, I don't know, it, you, you read these biographies and you're, you, you begin to, to think about, you know, maybe this is the, the strategy for success because I've, you know, I, I admire this person. I'm going to try to, to model my career after them or something like that. And it's like, oh, it's going to be infinitely more complicated than, <laughs> yeah. than any path that you think is going to take place. Um, because life is messy and it's not really prone as much to narratives, you know, individual incidents are, are prone to, to narratives. And I think that that's one of the great things about the art of communication, um, is because I, I really love the, the idea of like the raconteur, the, the person that is like the, the, the old gentleman, I guess, that, uh, uh, knows how to really spin a, spin a great yarn or something like that. And he, mm. part of it and he, he, he knows how to really um tell these stories and things like that and hopefully that's a skill that i begin to to develop more thoroughly today i feel as though i've been a bit monotonously rambling but we'll see <laughs> that's okay <laughs> how it comes out on the other end <laughs> that's 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 okay i've i've been following you though and i i i, I um 
I think uh, there's definitely something to be said for a certain class of person that is attracted to this kind of elderly, old, wise man archetype. And I notice it in people. I've I've met a lot of young guys, um, including yourself, and I, I notice it in myself as well, where there's this there's this desire to wear suspenders and there's a desire to <laughs> to smoke a pipe and there's a desire to have a walking stick and uh and there's almost this it's and it, it's weird when you think about the things that interest you because it's not like you choose what interests you right it's it's almost like those things grab you and uh you can't help but be interested in that way of doing things and uh you mentioned you kind of like this idea of of uh, the guy who's telling a story or spinning a yarn, I think is the expression you used. Um, I think I think because you like that, you will you will familiarize with yourself with stories over time, and you will immerse yourself with other people who are like that. And one day you will embody that person, just as a consequence of the fact that you are attracted to it and you enjoy it. And it's it's in a way the things that you love, you end up becoming. Uh, because you, you you naturally model yourself. And if you try and imitate someone else's life, I think something I've always realized is that the imitations are always superficial because they're very surface level. Um, so for example, there's this, there's this I, I think it's a good channel on YouTube, Charisma on Command, where okay. they'll look at like a, a, an, a, a character in a in a show or a movie um, and I'll just explain it in case someone's watching who doesn't doesn't know it. But then they'll basically look at how that person handled that situation, which is, by the way, fictional, fic, uh, fictional, fictional, and it's scripted. And then they'll look at how did this guy handle it and what can we learn from that. But in some ways, it's it's, it's I'm not going to become like that guy by suddenly being more quiet in conversations or suddenly responding in this way instead of that way. And, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like a cheap imitation of somebody else as opposed to just developing who I am. And, um, I don't remember where I read it or where I heard it, but, um, the greatest pleasure in life is becoming who you are. Um, so I do think you, you'll be drawn to certain archetypes if i could use that word and certain characters and certain elements and maybe you can learn a thing or two but but really um i'm trying to tie this back into creativity <laughs> and imagination um but really um i think allowing yourself to play allowing yourself to go through the various experiences that give you your general view and your general skill set and your general approach to situations is really what's going to shape you. And I think one day when you look back, it does probably strike you as a story because I can already see now, and I'm sure you do too, if you look back at your childhood that you that you have had and you look at your teenage years, you you describe them in the format of a story. You'll say, well, I was born in this town and I, you know, I met this person and this person had a big impact on me. And you, you automatically distill the events because that's what you remember. You don't remember all those various nights where you woke up and you looked out of the window or, unless there was a specific moment uh, that, that struck you in a meaningful way, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, maybe we could bring that to thinking later, laterally. Um, Elon Musk just is on is on Twitter now. I don't know if you use Twitter. I do, yeah. He's someone that strikes me as a lateral thinker because yeah. he's got all these different areas of skills 
um, mm-hmm. all these businesses. I know there's people that say he's he's like a sham and everything, but I'm I'm speaking as a as an outsider. Funny enough, we're actually born in the same in the same town. He's from oh, he's wow. from yeah, yeah yeah he's from Pretoria, South Africa, which is where I'm broadcasting to you from right now. <laughs> wow. where I was born. Um, just a random fact, but he <laughs> he's from what I've read, he's he has this thing called first principles thinking. He'll 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 get things down to their most basic principles, and mm-hmm. he'll apply that in whatever business he's in. And that's like a skill set he's developed surely from the situations he's found himself in. So he can almost be put in any situation, and you don't want him to imitate other people's mindset and other people's thinking. You want him to bring yeah. his general skill, um, as opposed to just getting a specialist who focuses on one thing. You want the but you want what's special about his general skill set. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, um, yeah. I'm curious what you what you think of that. Does, would that be lateral thinking? Is that too shallow definition? I, th- or? I think so. I think so. Um, because if it comes down to to breaking it down to its most basic form, when it comes to to understanding and to exploring how to approach and to, to analyze, to model after these different things that are going on. Um, I think that, I think that's lateral thinking um, in a lot of ways. And, and to, to be honest, I've been trying to find a good explanation for lateral thinking. And I mean, I, I write a whole newsletter on this we've been discussing, but I only recently, like as in last night came up with this. And I think that this, <laughs> this really gets it is that, that lateral thinking is about where curiosity and creativity meet. So curiosity being about exploring something new, seeing the world different, you know, changing that vantage point, changing that perspective, um, addressing it from a new standing point, a new, a new particular angle. Um, whereas creativity is, you know, about, you know, creating something new and, and mm. producing something new. So one is about seeing the world different, I think. The other is about dreaming about the world differently, I think, in a lot of ways. And so I think mm-hmm. that um, that lateral thinking comes from being able to see those problems differently, being able to analyze it from a new perspective. And, and goodness knows that Elon Musk is an original thinker, to be sure. Um, he, he, he certainly comes at these problems and, and looks at these problems from a new angle. Um, and I think... I think that the more that you allow, you you know, you train yourself to be willing to come up with these, these crazy ideas about how to solve um, one problem or another, whether it's, you know, it's kind of like the fact that, that there's, there are new flip phones again, you know, it's kind of like, we've got, got these phone phones that fold again. It's like, oh, it's like that's a that's a throwback, but it's new. It's new, and and it's yeah. um, it's something that you would not have expected to come back. Although, you know, you kind of have to wonder whenever it comes to that point uh, if if those sorts of things come back because everything old is new, um, and everything mm. new seems to be somewhat old. But uh, you know, so ultimately, you see that recurrence. Um, it's 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 interesting, and I am I, I think that. When it comes to that curiosity level, um, I think, yeah, I think Musk has part of it, you know, with that first principles. I would say that also I've, I've read his comments about 
or what, excuse me, rather not his comments, but I believe they were recorded from a guy that worked with him at PayPal, I want to say it was. I think that's where he worked before. Um, but basically, you know, talking about how Elon was always doing multiple projects at once. He never had one iron in the mm. fire. And, you know, for somebody like me that's constantly trying to juggle all those irons, it's kind of like there's a there's a catch-22 to it when it comes to being <laughs> managing to overwhelm yourself. But um, I think there's a real value in, in, in not... I mean, in allowing yourself to be caught up in multiple things at once to to keep it, um, you know, fresh and keep insights coming from one direction and applying them from each direction and bringing them all together and and cross pollinating, cross fertilizing, all those different things. I think that that is there's a real value in that because you you keep learning and you keep um, growing and there's always something new to to see and to do with it. Yeah, that's a really great insight. Um, you approach the situation with the mindset that you might have just applied to a completely different project, a completely different, uh, okay, so you, you've got one project that requires a specific approach and a specific mindset, and then you suddenly switch to something different, and now you need a different mindset, but it's not like you're a different person. You, you, you're applying the same ideas and the same concepts now to a different situation you might see something that someone who's just focusing on that problem wouldn't see uh, i think it was schopenhauer the german philosopher who was extremely cheerful that was a joke he was very depressing but he had this uh he <laughs> he had this beautiful line and you know you, you got to be careful these days when you attribute a quote to someone because you really know don't know anymore who said what but let's mm -hmm. just assume he said this um the idea is worth it beautiful line um talent hits a target no one else can hit but genius hits a, ta a target that no one else can see yes and that is i think probably the benefit of lateral thinking is that nobody else can actually see this target because they're not looking at it with the the, the many layered eyes that you're looking at it through um so if if someone wanted to be a better lateral thinker would what would you suggest they do? Just uh, start uh, reading three books at once? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would hurt. Um, yeah. I think yeah. I think that that would I think that help. I think I think going back to it, play would be a great place to start. I think um, allowing yourself to dive into those um, those subjects and you know those things that you. You you have no idea what you're doing, but you're going to uh, tackle them anyway. You don't you you don't know how the first thing about linear perspective and painting. You don't know the first thing about how to frame a good photograph or how to pick up a guitar. But you can you can you can begin to slap some paint on onto a canvas. You can begin to to snap some photos of of your dog in the yard, or you can attempt to improvise on you know on guitar or whatever whatever instrument that you pick up um and that that in itself is a value is is learning to improvise and and learning to um to see things differently i think i think play would be a big part of it i think also finding a way to spend the day differently um mm. if you want to begin like to to kind of excite your your mind and and perhaps you know maybe get a dopamine rush which i know is a big part of flow um 
you know, one of the books on the creative thinkers library list is, um, is about, uh, is about flow in, and well, actually two of them are about flow. One is called the art of impossible, which I'm also listening to now. Um, and Stephen Kotler writes about how, you know, once you get into the flow, the thing that keeps, makes it, you know, feel so good that keeps you going is that, um, that dopamine hit that comes from, you know, I'm, I'm in it, I'm after it, I'm, I've got it going. Um, I think that there's, I think that the flow comes from a little bit of that. Um, when you have one of those breakthroughs recently, my main screenplay, what I've decided is my main screenplay, you know, I kind of juggle a, a few different writing projects at once. Um, it, I recently came up with the, the breakthrough that made it make sense in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when that happens, when you hit that breakthrough about something that you've been thinking about for a while, it's kind of, you know, things begin to to churn and, and you kind of get that dopamine rush and you're, you're, you're rushing to the, to your paper and trying to get out as much as possible and trying to get everything to come out in a, a way that it's all kind of tumbling over one another and you try to put it out there and try to put it all out on paper. Um, and for me, it was putting it out on a graph and kind of layering it all out there because I, I realized that graphing things out has become one of the most interesting ways, I think, of uh, taking notes uh, and taking mm. um, notes about what I'm working on. Because I think I'm probably one of those visual thinkers in a lot of ways, because when I come back to text, it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't need that. <laughs> or, or I can hear it in your... Oh, sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no. I just wanted to say one thing, which is I can hear it in the way you speak. You, you tend to use a lot of metaphors um, just as you describe things. So as you're speaking, the words you're using are creating images in my mind, you know, so you, yeah. you, 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 I, you definitely strike me as somebody who thinks visually and probably learns visually. You probably enjoy charts and uh, yeah. mapping things out and being able to see the big picture all at once, I'm sure. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to no. cut you off. Go for no, it. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but so yeah, back. play. Yeah, play, seeing the world differently. Um, I And I would say, yeah, just also not letting yourself be limited by, you know, the self-concept that you have of, of, you know, saying something about how I'm, I'm not a, an artist. I'm not a business person. I'm not, you know, a, a scientist. And maybe, maybe you, I guess you have to be a, you have to get some sort of degree to technically be one, but Hey, lay, <laughs> lay science and, uh, yeah. and amateur science, amateur scientists, I think, um, are an interesting thing, whether that just means keeping, uh, you know, kind of this nature book of sorts or something like that. I think that that would be a really interesting thing to do. And if I had kids, mm -hmm. I'd absolutely be out there, you know, I'd be out there like looking at bugs with them or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> there, there's, there's a lot there. I think that would be a lot of interesting detours to get into. I, I don't know. I guess it depends how much a, a bug kids I'd have, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe you, but, uh, you, you turn them into bug kids by uh, yeah, maybe, by maybe taking them out. Yeah. Yeah. But I but, love that uh, idea though. Um, yeah. of actually having kind of allowing yourself just because if you think about the limitations we put on ourselves right i think a big one is age especially on the internet um a lot of us yeah. tend to think uh who am i to say this but i always i always ask people okay well at what age are you gonna 
at what age are you going to be, be okay? Is it, What is the magical line? You know, is it 23? Is it 24? Is it 25? When you hit 27, okay, now you're allowed to make content. <laughs> like, you mm -hmm. know, where is that line and why do we draw it? And why are we so convinced that, I mean, I, I really think you should judge people on the value of their ideas and the value of what they have to offer, right? Um, mm -hmm. all, all the other factors should kind of be secondary. I mean, if somebody's saying something true and and good uh, really who they are is in my mind secondary but uh, but yeah just so, so maybe just to summarize that point if you want to develop your lateral thinking read three books at once <laughs> although not necessarily literally at once but have a few books going and then depending on the mood you're in allow yourself to taste a little bit of the different varieties depending on how you feel uh, you mentioned uh, not placing these limitations on yourself, but also um, uh, uh, something interesting that you said that I'd never considered is actually maybe living the day in a different way, actually mm -hmm. looking at the routines you possibly have and seeing how you can approach the day differently and as a consequence, maybe see yourself differently and think differently. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It's kind of like whenever you you do something so different. Like, like I went, it was June, um, forget exactly what day it was, but I was, you know, scouting a location to look at if I was going to shoot a film there. Um, and it just turned into a big adventure. And so, you know, I had that vivid memory of the, you know, this was June, maybe 11th or 10th, somewhere in there. Um, and so it's kind of, and that one just comes up as like, I don't know, the other day I randomly was able to remember that at work. And I think that uh, that was, they were like, wow. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, that's like eidetic memory. Not not really, but, um, it, it, you know, you get those those vivid dates in your your mind and you're able to, to remember more clearly. Um, and I think also it just, it gives you something new um, to change up the routine to, to explore something new. And I think, I think that that has a lot of value towards, you know, reorienting your, yourself towards, you know, seeing things differently and, and living, living a bit differently. You know, it's sometimes, you know, you're, you're probably going to be at, at work or, you know, things along those lines, you know, maybe it's just, you know, I don't know, going, going a few different places, whether it's for lunch or something along those, mm. those lines. It, it really, really depends. But um, I think that there's a lot of value to, um, you know, just that, that variety and, and yeah. being able to change things up for, for inspiration's sake. Yeah. I, you know, it, it makes me think of that expression, variety is the spice of life. But I, I'm not, mm. it now just occurred to me that, well, if variety is the spice of life, then that means that every day you're eating a meal. And, <laughs> uh, well, then variety being the spice of life would mean that you're actually spicing up the meal by mm -hmm. by altering the way you do things and maybe reading a book that you you normally wouldn't ever pick up or watching mm -hmm. a film or a series in a different language or just exposing yourself having a conversation with a person that you you know comes from a completely different uh, world than you do um Absolutely. i'd love to uh, just maybe ask you uh if you could point out to me and maybe to the people watching 
where we could, if someone's watching this and they, they haven't heard of you or your work, where could they find you? So this is kind of like promo time. <laughs> can yeah. Just let us know what 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 is your online presence? Where can where can people find your 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 newsletter and all the rest? So yeah, laterally is the the biggest I think touch point for me right now to to you know I suppose uh, route everybody in. And that is laterally.substack.com, L-A-T-E-R-A-L-L-Y.substack.com. Um, you can also find me, you know, if you Google Clayton J. Hester, I've got fairly good SEO, which is kind of nice because I, you know, it's just kind of like sprung up here um, as, as I've begun to be a little bit more prolific here on the interweb. But um, it has, it's been a nice, uh, a nice development. Um, you know, so that is, that has been a good change. Um, that has been, that's been good. Um, I, you can find me on Twitter where I try to stay active. I've been attempting to scale up my social media to, um, to really become much more involved and put much more content of value onto those locations, um, at Clayton J Hester on there. Um, and on Instagram is at Clayton J Hester. And you can find me on Facebook as well. If you're, if you're all about Facebook still. And so, um, I still post there and, okay. <laughs> um, so that's, that's good. Um, but yeah, laterally is, um, my main touch point right now, um, here in the next several months, I'm going to be launching our, uh, basically what we, what we've got going on as a podcast network. It's coming out, um, here in the, um, yeah, here in February. And so it's not, not something I have publicized in a lot of ways, but here a little bit of a, a little bit of exclusive. I've mentioned it a few other places, so I don't know. Um, but uh, you'll you'll be able to get all of that through the newsletter there at uh, laterally.substack.com. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. I well, I, I will say, um, since reading your your newsletters and checking them out, and and they're so consistent, so it's it, it's it's refreshing. Um, and I must say, it's it's it's. I find myself thinking about thinking more. I find myself thinking about creativity more. I find myself thinking about um, actually seeing the various interests I have as a good thing, as a as, as a generalization, and you know, see, starting to see specialization as something that's you know meant for insects. So um, you know, having this kind of general view, your newsletters really changed that in a positive way. So I would encourage anyone um, who wants to get regular quality updates on just thinking creatively, uh, definitely to go and check out laterally. Um, it's a, it's, it's definitely worth your time. And Clayton, um, I think we're going to have to call it there just because sure. uh, I live in a country where we have systematic power outages. <laughs> so I'm going to have to call it there before uh, the lights go out on us. Um, which is a, maybe a topic for another episode. But um, <laughs> let me just say a huge thank you for your time and uh, for the conversation. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Dylan. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been, a, been an absolute pleasure.